Hello and welcome to Kingdom Conversations, a ministry of Faith Covenant Church. We are so excited to have you today as we talk about all things related to the Kingdom of God. Hello and welcome back to Kingdom Conversations. I am so excited about this group of gals I have sitting around our table this morning. And I wanna start by having them introduce themselves because you're gonna see that they have uniquely one thing in common. And so I'm gonna start here to my left. Would you introduce yourself? Tell us um, the ages of your kids and a little bit about the group that you're involved in with Salt and Light Ministries. So my name is Rebecca, and I love Jesus, and I have three kids. I have a nine-year-old, a six-year-old, and a three-year-old, and uh, we've been doing Salt and Light for like four years now um, as a mom's group, and um, yeah. Yes. You were part of the original, right? <laughs> yeah, Bria and I. Yeah. Um, yeah. We were, yeah. We should get you guys t-shirts that say the originals. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bria. My name is Bria, and I have a four-year-old named Luke. And, yes, back in 2019, we first started, and I have to share this story really quickly, that Mary, you said to me, what if you get some moms together and meet at a playground? And I said, to do a Bible study? That's not going to work, Mary. And then God, being God, it's actually worked so well that we now have another group that's starting. And so we went from one very small group to four very large groups. Yeah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. God is yes. good that way, yeah. isn't he? He is. We're going to talk about your story a little bit more yes. as we go along. But let's go ahead and have our next guest. Uh, my name is Kenzie, and I have four children. They are four years old, seven, ten, and one will be 12 next month. Wow. So, Yeah. yeah. It's funny how fast that goes. It does. I forget how old they all are. <laughs> and to get to know these ladies individually, there's something about Kenzie that we all love, and she has this beautiful gift of hospitality. She likes to make the rest of us look bad. <laughs> so tonight they're getting ready to have, um, we're restarting the, um, where we're starting a new study in Genesis where we walk through the story of Joseph. And so what is Kenzie doing? She's baking cookies for her group. They get to walk into the home with this aroma that's going to be flowing Coffee will the be house. brewing. Yes, yes exactly. lots of coffee. Yes. <laughs> and so if you are in my group, I'm so sorry. <laughs> we grab Starbucks, you know, or something already made. It counts. Exactly. <laughs> Everyone has their different spiritual gifts. <laughs> so if you didn't pick up, the one thing that each of these women have in common is that they are all part of our young moms groups. And these are just amazing groups that have been flourishing. Um, when Bria started, I remember like she was probably a little bit like resistant. And I yes, get it because yes. you're thinking, how are we ever going to study our Bible with our kids running around and be responsible and be able to do all those things? So I'm going to ask Let's have a little conversation right now. I'm going to start with Bree, and then I'm going to go to you two. What does it look like if we have somebody listening tonight and they have young children? What would that look like if they joined you at the park? So it would look like a lot of fun, first of all. <laughs> and we would, we would come... Um, with our kids and so however many kids you have um i have one some people have two three four and five so it's it's a lot of kids sometimes and that's just fine it actually has worked wonderfully we do limit the group so that is one thing that 
that can help is that we have eight maximum. Um, sometimes we have to jump up to nine if there's a brand new person that Shh. we're trying. Oh, no, no, no we, we don't, don't do that. Never okay. go over eight. Never no. go over eight. That's the rule. <laughs> so, but the reason we do that is because we want intimacy and we want a safe space for people to share confidential things with each other. Um, and so these groups, um, you do get to have that intimacy with eight or less. And as you walk up to the park, for example, we meet at a park where there's a table under the shady tree. So that's actually wonderful. The kids play. And um, the neat thing is the kids tend to immediately just come together as best friends. And so we saw that even with kids who were brand new, uh, moms would join us for the first time um, and their kids would just jump right in. That that always seemed to be true. And and I'm seeing nodding from Kenzie and (laughs) and Rebecca as well for their groups. So the moms would sit at the table and even though we would get interrupted more than say a normal salt and light group where there's no children, um, we still amazingly God would still bring us through and he would have things to show us through the same format. We do the same format that the other groups do. Um, We might not get to as many days of the week, for example, in our daily time. Maybe we'd get to three or four days of the week instead of all six, but that's not, the goal is not to get through each day. Mm -hmm. It's actually to get to the heart of what God showed you. So sometimes two people would have the same day, but different takeaways. And so we'd spend more time on that. And when the children would come interrupt, we would just have a rule. If you need to deal with your child, and you're mid-sentence, that's okay. Get up, go deal with your child, and you can finish that sentence when you come back. Yeah. That's <laughs> and hospitality. It, and, it, and, yeah. it, and it really did work. Freedom. And it really did. Mm-hmm. God allowed um, such beautiful um, growth through all of these groups. It was wonderful. So there's something that must be happening because we have so many women coming. And what is so interesting about our young moms group, something you guys uniquely do, is other moms will be at the park playing with their kids, and they will come and join your groups. They may not even be plugged in at church, but they want to be a part of what you're doing. That was, yeah, one of the first times we met at a playground in Kennedy City. There was a mom there with her two girls, and she said, what are you guys doing? And we said, well, come on over. We'll show you and she joined the group the very next week and we've had like I don't know six or seven moms like that where they've joined because they happen to be at the playground and I say happen to be I would say God brought them them to the playground to meet us and we could get to meet them what a great testimony so Rebecca tell me something you've been now leading your own group for how long Goodness, I can't quite keep track. I want to um, say 2021, you might have started. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so about a year. About oh. a year. Um, why does it bring you joy? Tell me, like, how is God blessing you in the process of your obedience of leading a small group for other moms? Oh, goodness. It's just like such a lovely invitation. Um, just showing up every week and all these moms who are really tired and, you know, have really like have a lot expected of them in their family life. And yet they are committed to spending time with the Lord. They want to hear from him. They want to know him. They want to be in his word. That just blesses me so much. Um, And then I get to hear what the Lord is showing them. Like, like it becomes less and less about what the Lord is showing me. Like I just want to hear mm, what they're that's great. what they're learning from the Lord, and I get so encouraged and excited by that because I remember 
when I used to have a baby who would wake me up at four in the morning and I was so tired and like I would just sit there with him and think um, man I could be with the Lord like I could be reading the word right now but I just can't like I'm just too tired Mm -hmm. I can't wrap my mind around this idea of reading the Bible right now when I'm so tired but yet God made a way he sees us when we desire him yeah Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. And when your desire and your delight is him, he will not hold himself back from you. Amen. Like, yeah. like, yeah. So, yeah, that has been a huge blessing, um, just seeing him do that in my own life and seeing him do that in the lives of all these other mothers. Yeah. It's really beautiful. And I can't tell you, as a mom of four children that I homeschooled for 22 years, and I remember those young years, especially when they were 10 and under and two were in diapers. I have never felt more inept in my entire life because you have absolutely no control in those moments. You're just kind of learning how to be flexible and adaptable. And I do remember thinking, Lord, I don't even know who I am. It's like dishes and diapers. And, but you know what God taught me? And there was a seven year period where God had me lay fallow and I did nothing, but I stayed home. I raised my kids, which we did all those things. And what I learned in that season is you can't give away what you don't own. And so what all three of you are doing is you are filling up and pouring out into your family. And we only get this season for such a short period of time. It's probably the most important thing we'll ever get to do. I love what I get to do now, but nothing will be more important than my on earth than that God gave me this husband I get to walk through life with and this these boys that I love. And I'm loving, I'm in a season where I'm getting to watch them launch and fly and it's such a blessing because it came from where you're at it's it's having that time with them so kenzie you're you have four children Mm -hmm. as well three boys one girl yeah and you have a unique situation in that your husband um we're gonna be talking about our children's guide in just a few minutes he actually disciples your youngest one tell us a little bit about that it's awesome it's so cool to see um your husband sit with your children and just going over the word. And I mean, I used to think it was uh, your husband holding your child for the first time was, you know, something to be admired. It was just, that's, I I don't really have a lot of words for it. Um, But it was just the first time I saw him sitting at the coffee table or the dining room table and sipping his coffee and he had his Bible open and our children were climbing around him. Our youngest crawled up into his lap and he just was reading to them. And these guides have been amazing because now our youngest, he's now four, and he's able to color, and he's tracing the the words, and it's just, it's incredible to see. A fun story with Kinsey is that she's a professional photographer, so we get to see it too because she takes <laughs> pictures when they're all together at the table, and I love it. I see John. Hi, John Shores. We're giving you a shout out. <laughs> I see John sitting there, and um, and I see little Keller, and it just it's so precious watching that happen. And we're going to talk about the discipleship tool that we've created in Salt and Light Ministries because it's just a vehicle that gets us to God. But before we do that, I want to ask you, we just finished our Habakkuk um, study. What is one thing that God gave to you as young moms? What is one thing? Philippians. I'm sorry, Philippians. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> Two studies ago. So Habakkuk or Philippians, because I know those were both our summer studies. Like, tell me something that God did for you where he filled you up so that you could pour out in your home. 
I'll go first. I um, was so struck by something. I have read Philippians before. It's not the first time, and yet God makes it so fresh. I did not realize when I read it before that Paul talked about feeling anxious before he even gets to that very you know, famous verse that a lot of people know, do not be anxious about anything. Um, he talked about it when his friend was very ill and talking about this friend being such a blessing to him. Um, Epaphroditus is his name. And I just stopped and I was like, Lord, Paul is anxious here. And then he talks about do not be anxious. And the verses later, it was such an aha moment where God just sat me in that. And I went through a very um, difficult period recently where I was very sick for a long time and a lot of anxiety came with that. And so for the Lord to just show me, guess what? Paul had anxiety too. Because sometimes it's easy to think that these great men of the Bible or women of the Bible are just like, above somehow, but they're not there. I mean, only Jesus is. So Paul struggled with anxiety and I was like, Lord, wow. Thank you for showing me that. I must have glossed over it in the past. And I was so blessed to just go back to that being, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with Thanksgiving, bring your requests to God. And and that verse was so much more powerful now for me. It brings, it adds feet to it, doesn't it? Because it sounds good in theory when you've never struggled with anxiety. It does, yes. And then once you have anxiety, it can be crippling. And so to have that to latch onto, to get us to the Father. How about you, Rebecca? I really liked um, practice these things. Mm -hmm. I really liked that verse. um, And I really felt the Lord um, leading me to... uh, be free to practice imperfectly. Yes. So whatever it yeah. is uh, I'm doing, whether it's homeschooling or whether it's leading or whether it's or just pursuing the Lord, whatever yeah. it is, um, that I can be free to practice those things imperfectly because his grace is enough. Yeah. Because otherwise, I almost feel like the enemy wants to come in and he wants us to have this all or nothing or this mm. perfection. Mm-hmm. And when we do that, then we live in this place where sometimes we don't even get started. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. How about you, Kins? The biggest thing that overflowed into our lives over the summer from Philippians, our memory verse, Philippians 4, 8 through 9, and it helps so much as a mom with um, with with your kids when you're trying to disciple them and discipline even. And, you know, you want to teach them. There's so many terrible things in this world. And to show them, um, you know, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is true, those are, you know, the things that we just kept pouring over to them. And with the memory verses, it's hard for me typically to memorize, but this one stuck out a lot. And I'm constantly reminding my children um, well, if they say something, is this lovely? Is this true? Do, whatever you bring, whatever you see, you can't unsee. Whatever you hear, you can't unhear. So to be careful what you're filtering in through your life. And this was huge for our family. Yeah, yeah. I love that verse as a mom, okay, as a person in general. Like, <laughs> what am I viewing? What am I thinking about? And oftentimes our feelings get us to God, right? We know that our feelings can be real, but it doesn't make them true. Right. So I loved the, the right out of the gate, he says, whatever is true. And then I can go, so what is truth? Well, his word will always lead me to truth. So even if my feelings are real, but they're not true, that feeling of anxiety or that feeling of anxiousness can be the vehicle 
that gets me to God. And then he pours out truth. He supernaturally does what man could never do. Like I was thinking about um, Bria and walking through her anxiety. And you can call a friend and temporarily have a moment, but God is the only one that can penetrate the inner heart. Yeah, and bring that calmness. So I'm going to talk a little bit about our tool that we use with our young moms group specifically. And we are in the process of getting ready to do one for middle school. And um, and we'll talk about that in another podcast. But this is really for, I would say you could scale this. Would you say that, Rebecca? Definitely. Yeah, yeah. maybe like three to 10 years old. And you get to make it fit whatever your child's level is. Um, but we have three main goals of our guides. First of all, these are companion guides. It is not a separate children's ministry. They go in the hands of the parents because parents carry the authority of raising up and discipling their children. Um, and so it gives you a tool to help your children create a daily quiet time. I'm thinking 10 minutes or less. How long do you guys spend on this just to make sure? Is it yeah. Yeah. typically yeah. 10 or less? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we're getting children to memorize scripture, to store up God's word in their heart. And it's so funny. I get videos from you guys of little three-year-olds who can quote verses better than 53-year-old women. I don't know who that would be. Um, (laughs) And then um, it's giving you guys a tool for discussion. So with that said, I would love to hear some of the discussions that God gave you as you went through Philippians. Like what are discussions you were able to have? And Kenzie, I know your husband works with your younger children, but what kind of discussions are you having in your home with your children just simply out of the abundance of your study in that book? I'm going to give you a second to, or do you know something? Or? Oh, just basically it was the memory verse. It was funny because even though John was working with Keller through the book, um, you know, I would look over it just to see what he was doing. And it was so funny to see the word that he traced. It helped me to memorize it. Even. So know, it's just, yeah. I think that's great. It's it's not just for the kids. <laughs> yeah. I want to create a book um, just for scripture memory using this tool yeah. because as I was writing it, I had the verse like just doing it over and over and over again. God, it penetrated my heart and mind and soul and like it was there better than before. How about you, Rebecca? Um, so sometimes I do scale it for my daughter. I'll have her on the blank lines. I'll have her do cursive. Mm. Um, she's nine. And then my six-year-old, I'll have him do the printing. That's awesome. And um, he's adorable. He loves bugs. So on every drawing page, I'd be like, can you draw something noble? And he would draw a noble bug. (laughs) (laughs) That's been fun. Every single page, there's an honorable bug and a lovely bug. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. How about you? Oh, my gosh. That is so precious. Um, So can I just speak really quickly to what you said about memorization and writing down? So... I'm an author. I I have self-published some books, and I've also published with some magazines. And through my years of of writing and learning about writing, there is actually a brain and Mm. handwriting connection. So when you handwrite, not type on a computer, but handwrite with your actual hand and put pen to paper or pencil to paper, there is greater memorization with your brain. Um, what a beautiful thing that God designed us that way, right? And so just what you described, writing the verse over and over as I was watching my son do that, and he's four, and he would, I I would say, finally, and then he'd get going. And I would be 
so shocked. I don't know why I was shocked, but I was. I was like, and there he goes saying the whole verse. Like, it's finally brothers and sisters. And he would just go on, and it was in his little sweet voice. And I think, God, you are so pleased. Like, not with me, but just with, with the beauty that is a child learning your word and memorizing scripture and putting it on his heart. And um, I will share that he every day would draw often a similar picture too. So the first, I want to share the first day though, because it was so powerful and I had to um, explain something to him because he is an only child. And the very first day was brothers and sisters. And he said, (laughs) I want brothers and sisters. And now he has professed Christ and he's prayed for Jesus to forgive his sins and be his savior. So, which again is a whole nother discussion because I was resistant thinking he's so little, does he even get what he's doing? But God knew and God said, bring the little children to me. So, um, so he has called upon Jesus as his savior. And I said, you know, because you have Jesus as your savior, you have brothers and sisters in Christ. So speaking of Keller and all of Kenzie's kids, he at school wrote down who his siblings were and he oh. wrote all of, of Kenzie's kids. And I, and I, I was so embarrassed. So I said to the teacher, I am so sorry. He is an only child. But <laughs> I, I think I confused him yes. because we were supposed to send a picture with a family and it was just me, my husband and our son. I said, you were probably so confused about why we left out all these other children. <laughs> and the teacher laughed and she said, no, I think that is absolutely beautiful oh. and adorable. That it, And it is a Christian preschool, so of course they understood. Yeah. But he drew a picture of his brothers and sisters oh. that is just so darling. I wish you guys could I'm see showing this. Yeah. So yeah. But what, what an incredible thing to even start those types of conversations yeah. from this little booklet that's yeah. just a companion. And, yeah. and yet... God's word is so powerful that it can teach the very meekest, smallest of our children, and it can teach the intellectual who has all the knowledge. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of that, I just have to tell you, my favorite is when moms were trying to explain to their children that now that you're a believer, I'm your sister. That was a lot <laughs> for those little ones, you know, to take in. I haven't gone there yet. <laughs> yeah. I love that you're having discussions around the word of God. Like God is doing things. We're div- What we're doing is we're just giving them the tools and getting them to the Holy Spirit, and God is doing the work in their hearts. What does it look like for you, Rebecca, when you're getting ready to have your quiet time with your kids? Do you have a certain time of day that you do it? What does that look like? Um, We just grab time whenever we can. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And now with this um, Genesis study, I'm going to try and do it with my daughter in the evening. Perfect. Um, And we did that last night because we just started Genesis yesterday. And um, that went really well. So she wrote out the verse. uh, We talked about the word cover. Mm -hmm. What does it mean to be covered by God? And it was really good. Like she was just engaged. So it went really well. Isn't it interesting? Because even in our adult groups, we talk about this. And there are things I take away from the children that I am thinking, that is so profound. Because they're not trying to be fancy. They're just speaking how it comes to them. Yeah. Right? Unpretentious. Oh, that's so good. Kenzie, how about you? What are some of your goals as a mama raising up these four beautiful children in the Lord? What are some daily, what does your day look like? How do you get them to God? Um, well, <laughs> I wake up at 
4 a.m. So yes, that's yeah. how I get my quiet time. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay, so we just had people listening right now that was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, do not be afraid. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it. Yeah. Um, well, I should, to be honest, I, my alarm goes off at 4 a.m. Yeah. Um, I don't truly get out of bed until closer to 5. Yeah. But, um, yeah, usually it's funny because the kids will even start to kind of stroll out and start sitting around me and I'm thinking at first I used to get frustrated and you know this is my quiet time and then realize you know they said well we just don't want you to sit alone (laughs) and so I just started you know sharing what I was doing well okay go get your bible and let's start reading through this and um now that you know school has started up they're not coming out as early anymore they're exhausted Mm -hmm. but that's a lot of um our time together and discussing the word and what's going on is at dinner yeah so as a family, as a family, which is our heart in salt and light ministries is, um, you know, moms do their own groups, dads do their own groups. Um, and then the moms and dads disciple the children in their home so that when you're sitting around the table, yeah. you're able to have conversations because they're going to be inundated in this world with things coming at them. How are they going to know whatever is true? It's through those conversations surrounded by the word empowered by the Holy Spirit, right? Oh, yeah. How about you, Bria? How do you fit it into your day? Well, I'm reminded of, of something Rebecca said very early on in our mom groups. So she said one day we were talking about feeling overwhelmed by the chaos. And she said, you know, this morning my daughter came up and was asking what I was doing. And so I invited her in. Mm-hmm. And that that was kind of the first time that my mind went to oh, right, inviting my own child into this instead of seeing them as the interruption. Because I was, I Mm -hmm. was seeing my son as the interruption, not as a person to be invited in. And God immediately grabbed my heart and said, that's for you to to Mm. think in and sit in. And so I started doing a similar thing where if Luke came over to me, I would say, come on on my lap. And and kind of what Kenzie's described, her husband having the the children climbing all over him monkey bar style. And so Luke would sometimes come and sit and be interested. Other times he wasn't. So my quiet time um, often starts with Luke already out of bed. So I do not get up at four in the morning. And moms around the world just cheer. (laughs) We get up around 6.30 and I, I roll out of bed kind of at 6.45 and usually am opening my Bible by 7 and Luke is, is often up by 6 and he's kind of quietly playing. So when we got the companion guides, it became this wonderful way to start with my son. And yeah. I, I start with him and I say, let's sit and do your Bible study. And he gets so excited now. When we finished Philippians, the very last page, and turned the book to f- close the book, he goes, I don't want to be done oh. with Bible oh. study. And my oh, heart God. just melted. Yeah. And I went, well, honey, we're not done. There's another book coming. And he kind of perked up like, oh, okay. <laughs> and so we're now getting the Genesis booklet. And I cannot wait because he saw the booklet and said, oh, there's a shield, mama. And I said, yeah, we're going to talk all about it. And so his excitement is part of, I think, the Lord reminding me that that childlike wonder, that yeah. childlike excitement, that's why God calls us to be like little children. Amen. And so I have him come, and he always wants to sit on my lap, and that's fine. So he sits on my lap, and we do his first, which again takes about five to ten minutes, and then 
he's done. So he goes yeah. off and I get to do mine. Yeah. <laughs> so. And he probably feels that sense of connection with the yes. Lord and with his mom. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So is there anything anybody would like to throw in? We're in our last two minutes. Um, anything, that, any tips or advice that you might give to a young family wanting to start reading the Bible with their children? Relax. <laughs> that is a great tip. Yeah. It's, uh, well, because I, I mean, I used to get so stressed out. Oh, this is my time. And, you know, and just and not pushing my children away. But, I mean, I kept getting up earlier and earlier and earlier to have the quiet time. <laughs> and they kept getting up, and too. And they kept getting up, too. <laughs> and so I found this trick that if you turn on the air conditioner and it's, like, rumbling through the house, yeah. they don't hear the coffee baker. So. <laughs> Good tip for moms yeah. listening. <laughs> white noise but just you know once you finally surrender and you're just like okay this is this is why you're here this is why I have you yeah this isn't for me this is for God and so I think one day it just kind of clicked that I am um, discipling them for my great-grandchildren this they need to be learning this so that there's generations of this what is my legacy that I'm leaving behind and I want it to be Jesus That is so powerful, and what a great note to end on. Um, I just want to encourage you that if you are um, sitting here tonight, you're listening, and you hear Kenzie getting up at 4 a.m. and Bria getting up at 6.30, and what time do you get up, Rebecca? 4.30. Okay, that's not helpful. I was thinking it's going to be later. (laughs) What I wanted to tell you is there is no wrong or right way. There are moms. Practice bringing your kids in. And if you find you're not having your quiet time, then find a time like nap time or another time. And the progressive dinner. Oh, the progressive. Talk about the progressive dinner as we close. So the progressive dinner is you start with, say, your time of prayer. And maybe you get to read a a verse from your your daily reading. And then maybe... About noon, lunchtime, you get to write about the verse. And maybe at dinner time you get to... So it's this, if you don't get it all done within the morning, that's okay. Because yes. it almost brings you to the Lord more frequently. It helps you remember throughout yeah. the day. Yeah. I love that too. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining us. And I'm so grateful to have Rebecca and Bria and Kinsey here this this afternoon and um, I am just asking that the Lord has encouraged your heart. I'm praying that you heard something today that resonated with you. And if you are wanting to start your walk in getting your whole family to read through the Bible, reach out to us here at Faith Covenant Church. Um, we would love to get you connected, get you in a group. We believe we're better together. We believe that iron sharpens iron. And that's what happens when we gather together in small groups and we learn together. There's a beauty and accountability and encouragement. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to Kingdom Conversations. We look forward to you joining us next week.